0: Let's get in to the word. We're going to finish our series. Oh, come let us adore him today. And before we do, we get a Bible memory verse. And this is one of my favorite Bible memory verses from Luke 2.14. was even read for us today. This is what the angels said, right, when, when they announced Jesus' birth to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest on earth. Peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. We're going to talk about that today. But How cool is that? We get to speak with the angels. Isn't that an amazing thing? That's what they're talking about in heaven. We have that here. So, clearly we need more practice. (laughs) In your bulletin, there's a memory verse card. Take that out. Put it in your pocket, your wallet. This week, this Christmas week, remind yourself why we're so happy. The great joy that we have. Cool stuff. All right. This whole week, we, we have this whole series, we've been going through this, this phrase, and one of my favorite Christmas hymns, oh, come, let us adore him, because I think that really captures the heart of the season, right? What, what is it that, that this season should cause in response from us? And I believe it's, it's so well summed up there. And so we've gone through and we've talked about what does it mean to come, and And we talked about last week, what does it mean that that whole let us portion of it? And if you're listening online, well, the, the computer got its brain full last week and couldn't record it. So you just had missed out. But uh, in summary, letting us, we get to come together in community. And we also get to come as individuals to God because he came to us. We have that privilege. Today we're going to talk about the best part of that is to adore him. That is the thing. That's why we get to come to God. Because I think in the world we have a lot of bad reasons why people try to come to God, don't they? We look at all these other religions. They try to come to God to prove their righteousness. And it doesn't work. They try to come to God in some way of saying, I'm so awful and and bad. and, And you're this massive judge and I come to you just for fear's sake or because out of obligation. But that's not why we come to our God. We have been welcomed to adore him. That was the call of the angels, wasn't it? That's what we get to do. What does that mean? Well, let's talk about that. Here we see the shepherds. This is their response to this amazing invitation that we just heard. And this is the shepherds. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was a baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened. What the angel had said to to them about the child. And it goes on. It says. And all who heard the shepherd's story. Were astonished. But. I uh, uh, see all those who were astonished. And, uh, and they said the shepherds went back to their flocks. And they glorified God. And praised him for all they had heard and seen. I think that's an amazing thing. That when they go and they see the Messiah. And they can't just keep quiet about it. The result from everyone, including the shepherds, is awe. It's amazement. It's joy. Now think about the difference between many different ideas of what God would if he just showed up. I mean, a lot of people would think if God just showed up, there would just be terror, right? I mean, he's powerful. He's mighty. And we're sinful. And we would think, man, God showed up. It's like the principal walking in on your class. You know, you have like a food fight, Right? Like your parents catching you with your hand in the cookie jar. It's like your boss catching you online, you know, shopping when you should be working. That's that's the impact we would think, right? But that's not what happened. God came and the people rejoiced. How do we respond to this Christmas story? I think the first thing we need to do is like the shepherds, is we need to welcome Jesus. You know, we can get so busy and preoccupied about the party, we forget who the party's about. We need to welcome him into our celebration because he's the one that brings us joy. God came. And if you're finding that this Christmas season, you're going out and you're doing all of the things, but you're lacking joy, maybe you need to spend some time with the Messiah. Amen. That's what brought the shepherds joy. It certainly wasn't their time standing outside in the cold with their sheep, right? Right? <laughs> They went and they saw the Messiah, and that is when they got excited. And they told other people, and people saw, and they came and they shared the joy. We need to welcome Jesus. I think Luke 20, 2 7, it says this. It talks about when Mary and Joseph are, are coming into the village, and they know that, that she's going to give birth. And it says, then she brought forth her. her Forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Think about the joy that that was lost on that community. God showed up in Bethlehem and nobody but some shepherds and a bunch of animals knew about it, but those that did found joy. We need to make sure that there's room for Christ in our inn, don't we? Let's not make that mistake. How do we welcome Jesus? Let's get real practical because God's a practical God, isn't He? And he's straight up. So we want to say, how do I do that? How do I welcome Jesus to season? Here's some things that you can do. Why don't you read the Christmas story together as a family? Right? Take your time this week and say, well, we're having this big party. Let's remember why we have it. That's, that's a great way of being able to welcome Jesus back into the holiday season. I think another thing you can do is take time to, to, to pray together with your friends or with your family. What a privilege that we have uh, that we get to go and commune with God. Talk to Him. We can come to Him. So let's do it. What a wonderful way to practice God with us by actually spending time with Him. That's welcoming Christ into the season. That's welcoming Christ into our life. And I think when we do that, I think maybe as we spend time with God, we should consider the needs of others because didn't christ consider our needs above his own when he came to earth when he laid aside all of his royalty and all that kind of stuff all his rights and 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 privilege he was in heaven with all the angels and everything worshiping he came down to be born in a a little tiny manger to be cold and be you know grow up on, on this stinky earth right i mean he did a lot why did he do that he did it for you and me he loves us And I think the spirit of that in Christ is for him, for us to say, God, help me see. Open my eyes then, Lord, to the needs of those around me. Let me pray for somebody else. And you know what happens oftentimes is those prayers, if it's done right, oftentimes turn into action, don't they? Because now we begin to see the brokenness and we are compelled, like Christ, into action, into ministry, in partnership with him. Welcoming Christ is, is a great way to begin this season. How do we adore him? We have to spend time with him. You have to be there. There's a great joy in there. The next thing that we want to do, uh, my computer just froze. All right, we need to worship him. You don't just welcome him, you worship him. That's a, there's, there's two different sides to this, right? He came, we want to welcome. He is God. Jesus wasn't just some great teacher. He was a great teacher. He wasn't just some great teacher. Right? He he wasn't just wise. He was certainly wise. He wasn't just wise. He, He wasn't just righteous. I mean, he was really righteous. But that's not all he was. He is God. God with us. We have the privilege to bring him our worship. In that passage Luke 2:20 it says the angels or the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard. How have you seen God in your life? I mean that's a good question, isn't it? I mean God, we see him in the scripture which is huge because that's where we know how he reveals himself to us. But as believers, we have a real walk with him. God's not some imaginary friend up in the sky. I mean he's he's real and the Holy Spirit is with us. How have you seen God in your life? What has he done in you and through you and with you? I think oftentimes we have these God experiences, but we just take them for granted. We don't see what happens, right? And then we just uh, we, we move on and they don't change us. So we don't realize that we just had, we have an encounter with the Almighty on a daily basis. If God is in us and with us, it should be, he should be changing us, right? Look at your life. And see God and see the fingerprints of God and say, thank him for that. See his power to transform and to change and to give you hope and purpose. See what he can do. How do we worship Jesus? Romans 12.1 tells us to, to lay down our lives as living sacrifices. See, we worship God not just with song. We do worship him in song, but not just that way. We get to be living sacrifices, which means this that, that we get to worship God with our very lives. It's how we treat one another. It's extending grace and mercy when, when judgment is probably what the person deserves. And we do that because we received grace and mercy when we absolutely deserve judgment, right? It's, it's, it's how we take care of those around us. It's realizing that the God has given us real ministry to the people that, that are in our circle, our family, our friends, our co-workers. We see purpose in relationship and we start to live in those relationships with purpose. We stop living self-centered lives That's part of laying down my life. That's that whole paradox that Jesus gave us, die to live, right? What a great thing that is. When we lay down our life and we say, it's not about me anymore. God's got me taken care of. Now I can, I can worship him by how I treat other people and how I, even how I spend, what's my motivation? Is it about me getting more for me? Or is it about me being faithful to an almighty God who's got better plans for me than I ever could have had my own anyway? Worship. There's other ways we can do it. Generous giving, that's a way of Worship obviously this time of year we give gifts why do we give gifts because god gave us a gift and we realize that jesus wasn't just you know he wasn't just saying something foolish when he says it's better to give than to receive we get that now don't we because we've already received everything we possibly could need our future is locked solid we have heaven awaiting us we have the holy spirit with us we have god who takes care of our needs every single day we don't have cause for worry how great And because of that, because we're not in a needy posture anymore, we can be generous people. We have a heart to be able to say, what are the needs of others? How can I be part of a blessing from God into their life? Generous giving, this is the time of year that we think about it, but it should be part of who we are if we are in Christ. To say, I don't have to cling to this world anymore. In fact, I don't own anything in this world. I wouldn't even want to. It's all going to burn up anyway. But God owns me. And he owns all of me, and I can trust him, and he's doing great things through me. So we're investing in eternity. That's a great way to live, right? That's worshiping God. That's saying to God, it's you. It's trust. There's joy in it too, isn't it? Isn't it fun to give gifts? Isn't that why we do it? Isn't it so fun to be able to care for somebody, to see a need, and then to to go and to meet it with great joy? I think other things we can do is we can walk. Walk. Uh, We can walk with love and kindness towards other people. Like that, the the angel said, goodwill towards men. God, on whom his favor rests, right? Well, who did God's favor rest? Mike talked about it. It's all those who come to him, right? God came to a dark world. God's favor doesn't rest upon people who deserve it. I think that's a great thing. Now, it would if there was anybody who did deserve it. We just don't. But he came into a dark world with his love and his grace and his mercy. And he shined it to all of us. And we get to worship God by obeying him and carrying that light into the rest of this dark world. What a great thing is that? To treat others with kindness and with compassion and with mercy. To have goodwill towards others. I think another thing that we can do for God is this. We can witness. Can't keep it all inside, can we? Look what the shepherds did, right? They, They saw Jesus. And nobody liked shepherds. I know that you probably heard lots of sermons, but just in case you haven't, let me tell you about shepherds. Nobody liked them. They smelled bad, right? They didn't get paid a lot, right? A lot of folks thought that, you know, they were unclean because they were around animal stuff all the time, right? And uh, because of that, they kind of had their own little clans. They were kind of strange, they slept outside and all that kind of stuff. And, and then they got this reputation for being thieves. Some of them probably might have been, right? Because you get bored watching sheep. <laughs> right? They were not like the type of people, like they would go out and say, hey, God came. People be, were not the, so receptive to, to them. But it didn't matter who they were. It mattered who they saw. And that brought people joy. I think oftentimes as Christians, we get so caught up in who I am. Who am I to tell this person about my God? I've made mistakes. They know me. I'm certainly no saint. Actually, if you're in Christ, you are, by the way. But you don't feel like it sometimes. And you get so caught up in who you are that you forget that they don't need to know who you are. They need to know Jesus. I mean, the very first thing that happened on that very first Christmas was this, witnessing. That's what, the, that's, what, that's what the angels did? That is what the shepherds did. When they saw Jesus, they went out and they said, you have got to know this, because it really is good news. God loves us. He loves you and me. He came. He's real. How do we witness for Jesus? Jesus. I think we do all kinds of things. I think it just becomes part of our, just our life. I think when we live a life of, of godliness, of charity, of goodwill, I, that's a huge testimony. Doesn't it say in Scripture, Jesus said, the world will know that you're really my disciples by the way you love one another? And I think that's an amazing thing because people were inherently selfish. We don't like to love other people. We like other people to love us, take care of my needs. We get to be different. We are a strange people. Strange is good. We get to care for one another. We get to say, I can look beyond the facade that you have to put up, and I can see your pain and still accept you. I can see your brokenness and not turn away because I too am broken, but God's making us whole. Right? We can welcome one another into our darkness because God is there bringing light. We don't live with fear. What if people find this out about me? God already knows, and He already likes you, right? And as Christians, we have this perspective. We say, "Who are we to reject the people that God has accepted?" And so there is love. That is witness. There are other ways to witness too. I mean, we can give gifts. I think at Christmas time, it's always fun to especially I've got family members who are not yet believers. They will be because I pray for them. Right. And I'm I'm, I'm tenacious, not obnoxious occasionally, but not always. (laughs) But sometimes I will find because I know folks, I will find a way, a, a gift that can begin a conversation that I know will be able to help unlock for them the mystery of Christ. You know, sometimes if it might be a book on mathematics written by a Christian mathematician, Uh, you know, sometimes it it might be, uh, you can even use like Christmas sweaters. They're great because people like to laugh at them because they're ugly. But then you can talk to them about the symbolism, which is so rich and deep, right? And then they don't get to wear it for another 365 but when they put it on next year, they were like, oh, I know what this means now, Right? Think about what we gift. I think other things we can do, we can invite people, invite folks to Christmas Eve service. I'm not going to preach a lot on this service, but we're going to have a lot of scripture. We're going to go through the Christmas story, talk about why Jesus is the Messiah, how we know he's the Messiah. What does it mean that he came? And have that joy. Invite them. If they want to hear the gospel, that's a great place to come. And it's a safe time because most people in our culture still think that's the time to come. So invite. Or invite them the Sunday afterwards. How fun would that be? Or how about this? Put Christmas story quotes and messages on your Facebook pages. You know, Facebook is a crazy thing. I was on, um, they have this thing called a year in review. Have you seen that? Uh, Like, yeah, I'm I'm new to this whole social media thing. And it was so depressing. And it was on this this site called um, Tumblr because I was looking for a picture that I wanted to use and I didn't find one because I got lost in this. There was this 2015 year in review, really bad language, okay, So depressing. People talking about 2015 and the despair that they have over and over again. You know, I'm more depressed. I'm bad. This was an awful year. They would use other kinds of colorful language to describe this year. Like, just with pages and pages and pages of depression and sadness. And it makes sense. If you live in a world without God, where's the hope? But we don't live in a world without God. Jesus came. In fact, he's, the Holy Spirit is in us and with us. There is hope. There is purpose. And so on those, those platforms, don't be afraid to say, you know, I've got joy today. My Lord came. Well, you're going to get blasted by people. Yeah, absolutely. The world hated Jesus. They're going to hate you too, for it, but that's okay. Because some will hear and they will understand. They will see that there's a difference between the darkness in this world and the light that you have. and It will make them at least curious. Don't be afraid to worship Jesus this season. Bring him in. Welcome him. Right? Worship him. And let's witness for him. Right? I think that's a great way that we can experience Christ this season. That's how we can adore him. How do we put all this together? Well, if you take your connection card. I always like to give you some, some take-home points, some action things, stuff that you might be able to do. We want to be like the angels, don't we? We want to say glory to God in the highest and on earth peace amongst those with whom his favor rests. We want to have that kind of excitement that just kind of makes us burst forth with that kind of joy. How does that look like to you? Well, maybe. Maybe what you need to do is memorize Luke 2.14. Maybe you're one of those people that Christmas comes around and and you're like, oh, I hate this season. It's like the most miserable of all seasons, right? Maybe there isn't joy for you here. Maybe where you need to begin is stepping back and saying, you know what, regardless of what our culture does, this is a time of great joy because God is with us. And maybe that's what you need to do is set your heart and remind yourself of that in Luke 2.14. Or maybe... This is a great thing to do. Read the gospel of John. Why? Well, because the gospel of John is about this Messiah and what he's done. And it's from the perspective from John, the apostle who saw Jesus as God, really got it, understood it. And you will see in the gospel of John what God does when he comes to earth and what his character and nature is. And you will see what good news Jesus really is. What a great way of celebrating Christmas by looking at the ministry of our Christ. Maybe that's what you do this week. Or how about this? Maybe you're going to start each day with prayer. Each day, invite Jesus into your life. Welcome him. Say, God, you know what? You're always here, but at this time of year, it's even more pronounced. Start each day as you wake up. Say, God, thank you for being part of my life. Help me be part of your eternal life. Help me to connect with what you want for me today. Right. Or thank you for this great thing. Or, you know what? There's this challenge that's coming up. There's this person that's going to be coming over and I have a hard time with them. Help me. You know what? Spend each day. Start it with God. What a great way of welcoming him. Or how about this? Maybe you invite a guest to the Christmas Eve service. You say, you know what? I'm going to start with a witness. And there's somebody that I know that they, if they look at their life, they, they, there's not the joy that they need because they don't know God. (coughs) Pray for them first, by the way. Pray that God gives you opportunity and words so it's not awkward and strange. But then invite them. Say, I'm going to do that. I'm going to invite somebody to join us so they can hear the gospel. You know, maybe there's something else that you need to, to decide. It's God, the Holy Spirit's been working on your heart. This whole message, and you say, you know what? This is what I know God wants from me. Maybe that's what you need to do is, is write that down and let me know why. Because I will pray for you this week, and I do. I pray for everybody who makes every commitment that God will help you, and he does. You know, but maybe you're here this morning and you yourself have never made a commitment for Jesus. You can't think of a time in your life where you've said to God, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord, which is my master. Okay, you can, you can control my life because you're God. So you, I'm going to do things your way now. But you're also going to be my Savior. I'm going to trust that you actually came to this earth. You died for my sins. You rose again. And you've never come to a place in your life where you've accepted him through his grace by your faith you've never been baptized, you've never been part of a a church like that, you can't think of a time where that's happened. Well, if that's you, what I'd like you to do is let me know. It's over here, because I'm sure you've got questions. We want to help you start a walk with Christ, a a new life. And so if you check that, make sure that I can connect with you, print all your stuff so I can read it, so I can contact you this week. And we'll talk to you about what does it mean to, to follow Jesus. Answer your questions and go through that. It's a great thing to do. So if you have that or any other decision, make sure you mark that down. And uh, what we're going to do, and uh, we're going to to pray, and then I'm going to invite you guys. You guys are welcome to pray with me. If there's any uh, prayer requests that you have, feel free to voice those or even pray in your heart. Uh, and then after that, we're going to take our offering. And as we take our offering, I would like you to take this connection card and put it in the offering basket alongside your ties and your offerings. So um, And make this a gift from your heart. To Christ. All right, so let's pray, and uh, and then we'll take our offering. Heavenly Father, um, Lord, uh, you came to Earth. Wow, that it, it gets old because we say it a lot, but it doesn't get old because it's just amazing that you, the Almighty, you sovereign God of of all things, Creator of of, of this Earth and and so many more worlds. Even we think of like where the angels, where they came from, boggles my mind. Even the heavens you created, powerful, mighty, just, legions of of righteous angels uh, worshiping you day and night, and a world full of people who have rebelled against you and have destroyed this creation and uh, have a pretty bad track record on what it means to love one another, and yet you chose to come to save us. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Father, I pray this Christmas season that you will help us as a church and a family to come to you together, even as individuals. Father, to adore you. Help unlock our hearts, Lord. If there are things that are standing in our way, whether it's sin or guilt or shame or doubt, circumstances, Father, I pray that you would unlock those things, remove those barriers that stand between us and you. We want to know you. We want to know you more. We want to worship you. So help us do that. And Father, this, this season, this, this Christmas season, I pray that you would help us to be a light in this very dark culture. Let us not be ashamed of who you are and the amazing gift that you have given us. Give us opportunity and boldness and words and words. And compassion to share this good news of who Jesus is with our friends and our family and our co workers and those who, who who live around us. Father, let us be like the shepherds and not contain this good news. Let us share it.